Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. If you've been uh, coming out the last few weeks, I've been preaching about a declaration for a better life. And uh, I use the account of David and Goliath uh, as an example. And it's an amazing account of of what can be done when you make a declaration and then follow it through. It's amazing what you can accomplish, achieve, perform if you make a declaration, speak it out and then follow it through. We know this, uh, you know, I, I believe that 2020 is a decade of declaration. And if God's people can catch the revelation of this, your life will change forever. From glory to glory to glory, it'll just advance. I've mentioned before that God obviously had a plan for creation. But it wasn't until he started to declare it that things started to form. Things started to happen. We know in Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light and there was light. All through the chapter of creation, you know, and God said, and God said, and God declared, and it came to pass. So let me ask you this question tonight, right at the outset. Do you have a plan to build something in your life? Do you have a plan? Do you have a dream? Do you have an aspiration that, you know, on the inside, you know, if if I could do one thing? Now I tell you, you've got to start declaring it or nothing will happen. It'll only ever be a dream. It'll only ever be, you know, a bit of a daydream, wishful thought, but no legs on it until you start to make a declaration. But I've found that the roadblock for many people in making a declaration is that they lack the confidence to speak it out. They lack the confidence. They want it, they dream about it, they desire it, but you know, I don't, uh, I don't have the confidence to actually stand there and make a declaration. Stand there and begin to declare something, a change in my life, something for the better, something for the future. Takes great confidence. I remember I started uh, uh, a job in 1987 uh, as, a, as a salesman for a storage equipment company. And I'd never been a salesman before. I was always on the tools. You know, I was a labourer out there uh, on the tools, but I got this opportunity to become a salesman. And so I thought, I'll take that. And I, I became this salesman. And I, I remember one time, I, very early on, I was, it was all new to me, but there was this big client coming to town this big client, and uh, I was supposed to meet this big client at the Hilton Hotel, the newly built Hilton Hotel in Brisbane. Flashy, it was flashy. And so my boss, this was a big client, my boss came with me. And so we go in, I walk into the Hilton Hotel, right? I'd never been in a hotel like that in my life. I must have been like, you know, a, a deer in the headlights. I was like, whoa. And fear started to grip me. I started to think, man, I, I don't think I should be here. Like those people on the door, if they know who I am, they might boot me out. 
And I started to think, man, this is really just for rich people. I'm not a rich person. This is like over the top. And I started to get overwhelmed by the situation. And my boss must have picked up on the lack of confidence that I had. And he said to me, he said this, he said, Byron, he said, you're as good as anyone here. And he said, you can go anywhere in this hotel you want to go. And I caught something. Something broke off my life. I started to think, yeah, well, wait a minute. They're just people. You know, you punch them in the mouth, they bleed. <laughs> I don't suggest you do that. Are you human? Oh, no, sorry. But they're no better than me. They might have a different bank balance, and I'm sure they did. But they're no better than me. And all of a sudden, I start to, to gain a little bit of confidence. And you think about David and Goliath, and you think, how could this kid, this young kid, have the confidence to go up against a giant, a seasoned warrior? Well, he, he developed a king's confidence. Let's have a look how he did it tonight. The first thing we know that he was anointed He was anointed. If you look in Samuel 1, Samuel 16, 12 and 13, it says, So he sent for him, and that's David, and had, brought, uh, had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a, a fine appearance and handsome features. Then, he, then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And then Samuel went to Ramah. See, when you read this account, you, you wonder how it is that, that David was so confident. Well, he was anointed. He was anointed. There was that day when Dad called for him out of the fields, when he was in the mundane of life, you know, when he was out there just doing the same old, same old, same old, faithfully in his life. And there was a call, David, David, they want you down at the house. And the prophet anointed him, putting anointed on his life. And it gives us perspective, you know, why his older brother Elab was so bitter against David because in the tradition it was the oldest, the older brother who would take on the blessing. He would take on the anointing, but they didn't give it to the older brother. They gave it to David and he was ticked. He was really unhappy about that. And David knew from that day on it was just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. I'm anointed now. I'm in God's plan it's just a matter of time, and I'll become king. I thought it's a little bit about, a little bit like Prince William. You see Prince William on the TV, and you know he's thinking, well, Grandma can't last much longer. <laughs> you know, she'll be sending herself a telegram soon, she's that old. It's the longest reigning monarch in history. She's got a carcass soon. Now, he's probably not thinking it in those terms, but he's a realist. And he knows that his dad, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, <laughs> he got to be thinking that. 
and he's sitting back thinking, I've got youth on my side, I've got years ahead of me. I'll just, I'll just enjoy the ride. I've got the confidence, I'm gonna be king one day. I'm gonna enjoy the journey to become king. Now don't, now don't, don't look at me nasty, you're thinking that too. I'm just old enough to say it and not care. See, if you knew you had millions of dollars in, you know, in a trust, that in the next few years or 10 years or whatever, when you reach a certain age, you, you, the trust is going to open up to you. You've got millions of dollars coming to you. I don't think you'd be worried about your pay packet today. I don't think that would really you know, be a dominant force in your life. Because you've got this confidence to know that, you know, I just got to hang in there, keep breathing, and then I'll, I'll have it all. I'll have it all. Build such a, a confidence. And David had a king's confidence because he knew he was anointed to one day be king. And it's, and it's no different for every believer in this room tonight. Every believer in this room tonight, listen to 1 Peter 2.9. It says, but you, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That's you. Turn to the person beside you and say, hey, look, that's you. That's you. I recognise you now. You're anointed. He calls you chosen, royal, holy, God's possession, so that you can what? Declare it. Start to declare something. Start to declare a breakthrough. Start to declare freedom, that the chains are broken off. Amen? There's a declaration about to be made tonight and you're anointed to do it by the hand of God. Anointed by God to make that declaration and that should give you the confidence that you need to build whatever you want. To give you the confidence, not your confidence, but confidence in his anointing. We know David had it. We know number two, David was positioned. He was anointed in position. 1 Samuel 17, 17, it says, Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephath of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Now I'm sure David had no idea that today was the day. He had no idea that when he got there, he was going to take on a giant and deliver a nation. It was not even entered his head. Dad gave him his job to do and that positioned him in the right place at the right time. He was anointed, he knew that. But now he was positioned in the right place at the right time. Because whatever opportunity presents itself, David had the confidence to say yes. Confidence to say yes. See, it's about living a life of, of expectation. Thinking that anything can happen and probably will. See, when they know that you're, you're in God, it's, it's, it's a very exciting life. When you've got the confidence to know, wait a minute, I'm anointed of God. It gives you an incredible confidence, not an arrogance. There's a difference, it's a, it's a confidence. 
for me to be able to rise up on the inside and make my stand, make my declaration. Know that we are anointed, chosen of God, and anything is, anything is possible for me. Anything is possible. I have no limitation. That's why we're taught in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Why can you do that with thanksgiving? Because you know you're anointed. And you just need to be in the right place at the right time, say yes to God and miracles happen. That's how it works. Excited about that. I'm positioned. I'm in the right place. He will position me in the right place if I'm listening. Every time. Many years ago, I worked in the meatworks, and um, it was seasonal work. So he only worked about uh, eight to ten months a year. And if it was raining out west like it is now, it was impossible to get the cattle in. So... You know, all of the meatworks, the abattoirs and all that, they all sort of shut down because there's no cattle to slaughter. And so they had a system called seniority where if you were the last one put on, you were the first one put off. You understand what I'm saying? So when work got, you know, lean, no pun intended. That's a meatworker joke. Um, you know, you were the one, if you were last on, you were the one put off. And, and all the guys, you know, they used to get worried and like, man, what are we going to do? We're going to be out of work next week. And when are we going to get a pay packet? How am I going to pay the mortgage and all that? Not me. I used to get excited. I loved it. I used to say, God, what do you got for me now? What door's going to open now? I used to get excited. I, I, I became a spray painter. I became a roof tiler. You know, I became a house painter. It was so cool. I got to do all of these other trades because God opened a door. And the reality was I made sure that I tied. Danny and I from day one, we became believers. We tied 10% out of our wages every week, regardless. Didn't matter. That gave me the confidence to know I'm in the right place. There's no barrier. There's, no, there's nothing there holding me back. There's nothing there, you know, in disobedience in my life that God says, man, I want to I bless you, but my hands are tied. I knew I was in the right place with God, so it didn't matter what the job was. And I said, just said, yes. And, you know, since 1980, I became a believer. I've never been unemployed. Never been unemployed as a believer. Didn't matter the season. One door would shut and another door would open every time. Never worried about a pay packet. You know, when I was a salesman for that company, <clears throat> um, I used to work on commission. Who's, who's worked on commission? You know, sales commission, pretty important. And um, I remember one time, you know, I used, to, I used to get commissions and we used to do our own job sheets so we knew how much. My commission was 10% of profit, okay? 10% of profit. If we made $1,000 profit, 100 was mine, okay? So that was kind of, you add that up over the month and that was your commission for the month. And I remember going into these guys and I'd have my commission sheet, it'd all be worked out. And they'd sit there and they would draw a line through it and say, no, we didn't, we didn't make that much profit and they'd rewrite it. 
And astonishingly, it was never up. It was always down. And it's like, man, and I used to get pretty angry. Not that you would know that of me, but I used to get pretty ticked. Anyway, one day I was driving down um, Ipswich Road and uh, I was in a, 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 a Telsa. I was in a Ford Telsa. It was a GT. You remember those days? Ford Telsa. And, uh, you know, it was a hot car, a company car. And we had, we, had, um, we had car phones those days. They were just invented. Wonderful new, new thing, those car phones. And so I ring the office and check on my commissions, like my commission's been approved. I spoke to the accountant. She said, oh, Byron. She said, yeah, it's been approved. She said, but uh, they've taken $1,000 off your commissions. And I am ticked. I am so angry. I am like, okay, thanks, you know. I mean, I'm a married man, one income, three kids, mortgage to pay, and you take $1,000 off my commissions that I know I earn. So I got a little angry, and I started to drop it into second gear, <laughs> down Ipswich Road, the mad mile, they called it. Street lights all the way down, and I was smoking it. I was smoking it in between the lights. I don't recommend this, young people, but... I was pretty ticked and pretty angry and I just smoking this, smoking this, lights to lights to lights and then all of a sudden, flashing lights, pull over handsome. No, they didn't say that. (laughs) So I thought, oh, great. So I pulled over the side of the road, policeman come and said, you got a reason why you were speeding? And Of course I did, I really did, but I couldn't tell him that. And uh, so I got booked, and I'm sitting there in my dismay. I've lost $1,000. I've just paid a couple of hundred in fines on this uh, through my stupidity. And I'm sitting there, and God said, they don't make your wages. I do. And that revelation of that. And from that moment on, I didn't care. that You draw a line through the lot if you like, because my God is faithful. He's going to position me at the right time. I'm going to get a better job, a better place, a better opportunity every single time. You know, every year I worked in that company on a sales budget of 300000 Of 300000 a year I had to bring in in sales, I sold over a million. Every single year. That's God. That ain't me. Every single year they used to make a plaque up, million dollar man. That was me. So you can rule through my commissions all your life. God will just get me more. Why? Because I'm anointed and he's positioned me to make a difference. That's how it works. It's an exciting life. And David, thirdly, he was appointed. He was anointed, he was positioned, and he was appointed in number uh, in 1 Samuel 17, 37. He said, the Lord who rescued me from the poor of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Go and the Lord be with you. He was appointed by the king to go. Appointed by the king. Can you imagine David leaving the king's tent and he's on his way whistling down to the, to the, 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 the lines, the battle lines. And some captain says, hey boy, come over here and feed the horses. It's like, feed him yourself, mate. 
I'm on a mission from the king. I've just been appointed to take out the giant. Amen? Incredible confidence. Incredible confidence. Because when you're anointed, when you're positioned, when you're appointed, there's an authority. Now, you've got to get this. There's an authority that comes with it. And when you've got the authority, you've got the confidence to make the declaration. When you know you've got the king's authority on your life, you can stand there boldly with a king's confidence and make a declaration. And you know what? I will not fail. I will not fail. That situation must change. That mountain must be made low before me because I know who I am. Romans 8, 31, Paul convinces the church at Rome that they are more than conquerors. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You've got to know when you go into that workplace tomorrow, when you go into that school, maybe you're being bullied in a school. Pray for them people. Because if God's with you, no one can be against you. And you can rise up with a confidence and an authority to speak in the heavenly realms and break stuff open. You bet. But you've got to declare it. You've got to make a declaration. Hey, man, you get pushed around. You get pushed around too much because you let them. You let them. No more. No more. God is with me. He has appointed me. See, if you're going to be a witness, I'll tell you why. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8 is for all of us. All of us believers today. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. You must have authority. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see, God has appointed you to be His witness everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. You're an ambassador, the Bible tells us. You think they have authority? You bet. You bet. Try and go into a, a different country's ambassador's house in Australia. They will lock you up. You have authority. You have authority. You have a king's confidence. And if you're going to be a witness, can I ask you this, please, believer, Christian, if you're going to be a witness, can you please be an attractive one? I'm not talking about beauty. You won't all have this mug. I'm not talking about beauty. I'm talking about a witness. A witness. Not, not just a Christian, but Christ-like. Christ-like. How can we profess to walk a journey with Jesus year after year after year after year and then still be nasty? Amen? Still be bitter, unpleasant, that person that nobody wants you around. There's a reason for that. Amen? Because you're not attractive. Again, not facially, not... not. Oh, you're quiet now. <laughs> Come on. I've had people say to me, are you sure that person's a Christian? What do I say to that? 
What if I say that? No, no, no. When you know you are, there's a confidence. You don't, you don't have to fight to get your own way because he fights for you. You know, you don't have to strive and manipulate and stand on heads and climb the ladder because he will just place a different ladder there and you'll rise to the top. Just be kind to people. Amen? Be an attractive witness. With confidence because of what God has done. The better you build your life, the more attractive you are to the world. Did you know that? You wonder if they're looking at the church and going, really? Do I want that? Oh, we got much more than that. We got much more than that. We've got, and we're appointed to be a witness for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and it's very attractive. It's very attractive, and our lives reflect that. Our lives demonstrate that. But we've got to make a declaration. That's where it starts. Make a declaration to build something, and that confidence in Him will fuel the tank for the journey. Amen. That good? Did you learn something? Are you inspired by something tonight? Is there something you can take away? Is there something you can go, you know, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm working on that tomorrow. You know, I'm going to start declaring that. You know, I'm over that thing. I'm fed up with that. I don't, no more, no more, no more for me. No more. And start to make a declaration. And I promise you, God will back you. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you. Thank you that you gave us this opportunity, that we are in the right place at the right time. We are here. We are positioned. We are backed by all of heaven. We have an authority of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we can rise with a king's confidence tonight. Stand against all that comes. And have the victory as David did. We can take out the giant's Lord. We cannot lose. Because you are with us. You are for us. We, we don't need to be anxious about anything. Because you got it. No surprises for you, Lord. You know how this pans out. We just got to relax and enjoy the journey. Because you love us. You know, it could be people in this room tonight, you don't know God. You don't understand what I'm talking about. You're thinking, nah, that, that can't happen. That, that's, just, that's just, you know, um, big talk. No, I'm not big enough to make, make any big talk. I'm telling you right now, telling you right now because I've proved it in my life. If you allow him in, your world will change for the better. If you walk in the path that he lays for you, you'll be the most successful person you'd ever want to be. No question. There's no barriers in God. We are the only barrier in God, ourselves. And we have control of that. Give him a chance. Give him a chance to put you in the right place at the right time. Is that you? Give me a wave. Say, yeah, I want that. 
I want that. Thanks, thanks, guys. How about, I want that. Somebody else. Come on, I want that. Thanks. Yep, I want that. I'm sick of it. You know, you might have come here tonight thinking, this is my last, this is my last effort. If something doesn't change for me, I give up. I give up. Come on, thanks. I see that up there. Come on, over here, thank you. I give up. I've had it. I'm done. You know what? You don't have to be. You're listening to the wrong voice. You're listening to the wrong voice. You're listening to a giant who's intimidating you. It's yelling at you. You're hopeless. You're useless. Well, he lost his head within a few hours because of what God did through one kid. He can do that through you. Don't you dare give up. Too great a price was paid for you to chuck it in today. Amen? He's for you, not against you. Say yes. If you said yes for the first time, please come up the back in the corner on the right-hand side there and, and, and let us know so we can get you some information, a Bible, something that, you know, you can start to take the steps to move forward to that better life that you're declaring. Because it's yours if you want it. And you'd be a fool not to. Amen? Come on, give the Lord a round of praise tonight. <laughs>